podcast brought to you by DaytimeConfidential.com. The Daytime Emmy Awards have been given out, and we have thoughts, so stay tuned. Mike Jubinville, welcome. Hello. Jillian Bow, welcome. What's up? Joshua Baldwin, welcome. Yo, yo, yo. And no. uh, returning to the podcast, <laughs> uh, Carly Silver, welcome. Hello. So the 47th Annual Daytime Emmy Awards took place on Friday, June 26th. Um, it w- in the era of COVID, it was a all pre-recorded um show i thought it did pretty well i'm going to go around the circle mm-hmm. get everybody's uh quick takes on what the covid format felt like for you guys uh carly you're the guest what'd you think i thought it was remarkably well produced given all of the factors and i thought it was short and speedy and efficient and i thought that given given that it was coming back to cable for the first time in a long time or prime time rather that that was what we needed I, I agree. I thought that they finally figured out how to make sure that the uh, accepted speeches were short. Josh, what'd you think? I agree. I thought it was a, overall, it was a really good show. Um, I loved that it was very, very soap centric, um, that we didn't have to suffer through a lot of what soap fans often suffer through, which is children's programs and other things that we're not there for. This seemed like a tribute to soap fans. It, it definitely and, felt like, okay, we know who our audience is. Absolutely. We're not going to uh, like put in all the other stuff that the audience is going to leave us because we're already doing this under difficult circumstances. Jillian, what do you think? I thought it was pretty well done. Um, I was a little nervous because I'm like, Lord, they're going to look pixelated doing this damn you know, <laughs> Skype from their house. But Everybody looked pretty good. I know they need to keep the hardware that they were using. The only problem I had was when I saw Jacqueline McKinnis Woods and Mo Mo Bernard together. I'm like, ooh, uh-uh, this is uh-uh. I was like, no, 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 no. Y'all should have, no. I did not like that. I'm like, this girl's just getting back into production. I'm like, you know, she got to get the COVID tested. I'm like, she got a young baby. No shade to Mo, but I'm like, just thinking about all those parameters i'm like no i did i i did not like that part but all in all it was it was pretty well done it was swift to the point because usually uh back in the day the telecast would be three hours but cbs was like no no two hours and that's a wrap and it was good i like it they're like we've got blue bloods repeats that will get us yes we We gotta get them grandpa that's what it really is about we need that aarp crowd child because right right blue bloods what Mm. did you think uh, overall, I was pretty impressed with how well things went. Um, I agree with Carly about it being efficient, and I found that a lot of things in this era of trying to negotiate how to do business, efficiency seems to be the key word, and it seems like a lot of things are figuring out how to do things better. So um, I'm glad to see it was back on primetime as well. I liked uh, the talk. The talk uh gals being um the hostesses for the show i thought it it was pretty decent overall and i like the two-hour limit did what did you guys did you guys miss the red carpet fashion 
Yes. Not, mm, I'm hit or miss with that because some of, because in the words of Dwight Eubanks from the uh, Real Housewives of Atlanta, how dreadful. Some of their fashions, how dreadful. <laughs> so I'm good. I was a little good. I'm like, mm, I, I like, are I, you think, a I, I miss it. Lover? I am in the sense of I'm here for the good ones and the bad ones are just, you know, fodder for trolling afterwards. And that's in the best way possible. But I also think that, you know, again, I, it's not as big of a deal with the daytime Emmys as I, I'm not as into it as I am for the regular Emmys. So I was more about seeing, you know, the clips and I'd rather that they invested in, in the clips than they did in, you know, getting everyone dressed up for the event. Josh, do you think that this might be a template for the primetime Emmys, which usually air in September or late Probably. August? Probably. I mean, this is how you do it. This is how you keep people engaged. The only this thing. This is how we do it. Okay. <laughs> Go on. The, the the only thing that's missing, and this sort of pulls back in the red carpet stuff, is the red carpet makes it an event. It makes it a an evening. There's an evening experience. You're going point. from red carpet to red carpet to awards and and and. Uh, but I think this is a, you're right. All of the, what we said is right. It's sufficient. It goes. Through, it 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 flowed nicely. There was no. There was well. There was one sort of what the fuck moment. But otherwise, uh, uh, C. Dean Kane there. Um, other, otherwise, it was it was seamless. And I think that in the past, the primetime Emmys has learned from the daytime the, have learned from the daytime Emmys. I think that this is exactly what you're going to see. Let's talk a little bit about the winners, Mike. Olivia mm. Rose Keegan wrote uh, one mm. uh, younger uh, <coughs> performing actor. What'd you think? Mm. <laughs> <laughs> I'm very excited that she won. Of course, uh, I was rooting you can for her. Tell from your I voice. know it's mm-hmm. very true. Um, yeah, there's all, there's it becomes all fatherly and sentimental when Mike starts talking about no, it. It, no, when, <laughs> no. When he says no. I'm, when he goes, I'm really happy. I'm like really. I'm like I really would like to. <laughs> I, was trying to get, I was trying to get positioned so I could speak into the microphone properly anyway um yeah no i'm very happy for her i was i was hoping she would win the one thing that uh was problematic for me and i think for all of us is that we didn't see the full submissions but between what was on the uh release through the website and what was shown last night i had a better idea of her having two different uh reels so one kind of highlighted her crazy a little bit more than the other but um I'm happy for her. it was a it was a tough thing to split the men and the women uh, for this particular category uh, because there were no male nominees. So, yeah, you know, it that is what it is. Carly, what do you think? I thought that when Olivia, as we've talked about before, when Olivia plays Claire to the insane hilt, she does her best work. And I thought that that. You know, I, I've de- we've definitely seen her come a long way as an actress. The only thing, and I, I thought her video acceptance was acceptance video was very cute um, with her with her family. The only thing was she had Amelia Hindley hair. She needed to just brush her hair, and and and, and I think it's but but I think you know. All, all things being said, it's such a great thing to share with her family, and I'm so glad that she put up those calls for justice there. But it also, you know, it says something when a young performer you know, doesn't really take the time to put on a full outfit and also doesn't take the time to brush her hair. I think that, you know, she's... Is she Amelia Hindley, the sequel? No, I mean, I 
I mean, I think mm. I, I think that you know what? It's also this is a big moment in the genre, and I'm so glad that she won this award because I think she deserved it for the work she put in. But also, I think that her presentation, you know, could you have used a little more gravitas in the way that you know that that I would have loved to see. I mean, she's also like 20, so you know, I might have been calling for a little bit I, too much. But I think you know, I can't believe may, I, maybe a little more. I can't believe I'm about to uh, defend Olivia Rose Keegan. The difference between her and Amelia <laughs> Heinley is Amelia Heinley looks are, for many year, years, not presently, but for many years, looked had Amelia Heinley hair, as we call it, both on screen and on red carpets. Whereas Claire <laughs> does not have Amelia Heinley hair on screen. That's so, true. Uh, no, no, there That's is a true. difference there. Uh, Jillian, okay. what were your thoughts oh, about fair. that? Man? <laughs> um, I knew she was going to win because this is how this genre is. And I was just like, you know, not for nothing. I really didn't care about the mother puppies. So I was like, Meh. I was, you know, I was like, I'm good. Um, it just also highlighted that they also shut the hell out of days. I'm like, once again, they're just like this, this whole oversight crap. I'm just speaking in general. I'm like, they yeah. mean, you know, they meant when oversight, they meant they were going to oversight and make sure days didn't get put in, didn't get nothing. But I was fine with it. Yes, Olivia, you know, you're going to be on TV, girl. You should just, you know, throw a scrunt, even, you know, throw a hair tie on it, throw a hat, a scarf, you know, throw a scarf, something, just, you know, accentuate. You have that long flowing hair. Yes, yeah, sis, you, yeah. Mm. Josh, yeah. what were your thoughts? Mm. Uh, yeah, I mean, I am no no secret that I like Olivia Rose Keegan, so I was you glad. You better, Michael, beat you in that house. <laughs> it's true. Um, but had, so I went through, I went back through all the clips, even though they were abbreviated clips, just to see, to try to figure out what was what. Olivia Rose Keegan um, and Tia McGee as well also had, I mean, they had good clips. This seem, What happens to General Hospital a lot seems to happen year after year after year. Eden McCoy and some of the other GH submissions, I was, and Caitlin McMullen as well, I was like, oh, that's what you picked. Huh. Because Eden McCoy, I didn't like that Oscar's dead, give him a grove of green, Girl, whatever, what story. Mm. But mm. there was a lot of stuff she could have picked. Mm -hmm. And she picked a scene where that little boy that played Oscar, whatever his name was. Garrett. <laughs> thank you. Um, it was his scene. And I thought, oh, well, Eden McCoy. Picking the proper tapes is something that people learn with time. There have been others who have often featured other people more prominently than themselves in videos. Yeah. Um, let's talk a little bit about supporting actress, someone who um, has been around daytime for a while. And boy, did Tamara Braun look great. Tamara Braun won um, Outstanding Supporting Actress. Jillian, what were your thoughts? I thought it was cool. It's about time she got her dues and she looked great. Um, I was totally fine with this win. When she did the talk about social justice, I was like, go ahead, girl. Like, you have your moment to say something. And I was glad that she used it because, you know, some people will promote their coffee brands or their gum or whatever. She made sure she used it to promote social justice and, you know, inequality. So I was I was I was cool with that. So I'm going to only mention this briefly because I don't want 
the topic to mar our daytime Emmy discussion. But one of the through lines of the Daytime Emmy Awards from people who accepted, whether it was Tamara Braun, whether it was Brighton James, whether it was Jason Thompson, was the social component and having those people talk about Black Lives Matter and how it, it how important it is to equality. And you juxtapose that uh-huh. to the other headline that we had in daytime this last week, which was M- Melissa Reeves' social media activity. And it's a very stark contrast. So I like how much emphasis the daytime Emmys was placed, whether it was the presenters, because that was discussed, whether it was the clip, whether it was the a winners, conveying the importance of the period of time with which we're in and what still the progress that still needs to be made was so refreshing after having spent a chunk of the week dealing with Melissa Reeves' social media activities. And so I was also very impressed that Tamara Braun just opened up the thing, like opened up the show with the importance and her dedication. And I was very impressed by that. I mean, I, I thought it was cool because it's like what uh, Martha Madison said. I'm a paraphrase. Martha Madison pretty much said, you know, she sees people, you know, she's using her platform to bring awareness, but she didn't name names, but I have an idea who (laughs) not going to say, but she said, you know, she sees people, you know, who are staying quiet and they're just like, Oh, I don't want to be political. You know, they have these big platforms and she's like, you know, I see you and I, I, you know, I see what you're about. And I thought that was pretty dope that she's saying that. And, you know, some people will just be like, Oh, I don't want to do that because you know, Oh, it's the it's too political or on TV. Like I like the fact that they didn't care and they just decided to use it to bring awareness. If you're gonna be, you know, if you are all about it and you know you claim that you're all about it online, but you don't say or do anything when you have this moment, you know, it shows who you are. And I thought it was pretty cool that she decided to use it for you know to use it as she got the part. Mike, what and let's be honest, this really isn't a political issue, so you're not really taking a political no, side. No, it's yeah. not, exactly. I, I, human people, rights I think, issue. Yeah, I think people miss that when they try to, oh, it's political. No, it's not. It's a human rights issue. Get it, get it, get it right. Mike, what did you think of Tamara winning? Well, I'm very happy for her because I like her, but Oscar's Meadow seems to be sprouting oh. a lot of golden statues. <laughs> it's amazing. I think... Um, I'm, next time I'm in Port Charles, I'm going to, you know, pan for gold and see what happens. Go beat um, a tree I'm like very Michael. happy for her because she's a daytime vet. And um, I think any scene with somebody dying is really going to get you uh, some votes, especially if you have a child or anything like that involved. The only other competition I saw for her was Susan Seaforth Hayes. I thought her submissions that I saw were pretty decent. And um, she's been nominated many times and has yet to win. So I was kind of rooting for her. But I'm, I'm happy with uh, Tamara Braun's win. Josh? Yeah, ditto everybody. I love Tamara Braun. I think that story was a dumpster fire. But people, <laughs> oh. don't, oh, but people if, don't see that. Listen, they I did. was not happy about Bold and the Beautiful winning writing. But if General Hospital had won writing, I would have been like tiki I, I, We going We going to get to that, we Mr. Jumping there. Around. Yeah, yeah I, I thought... I thought Susan C. Forth Hayes did have a good reel. I thought that actually, and I love Tamara Braun, but I thought that what we saw of the reels, Tamara Braun's was the weakest. But the people who vote are actually more likely to have dipped in and seen 
good crying over a dead child. And I totally get that. Tamara Braun's a good actress. Never Charlie, a bad choice. What are your thoughts? I actually was impressed by Tia McGee's reel more than I thought it would, because I don't remember loving the character of Haley, but I thought her reel was better than I remember loving the character. Anyway, I think, again, I think Tamara's a great actress. I so appreciate the way she delivered her speech and the message of social justice that she included. And I also think that, well, it would have been nice to have seen Susan Seaforth as when I know she won, she and Bill won the Lifetime Achievement Emmy a couple years ago. I also think that, you know, she's such a daytime mainstay and such a talent that I'm, even though the storyline itself was heinous, her acting was great. So I'm happy to see her get um, another award for that. Josh Brighton James won outstanding supporting actor. What'd you think? Um, I thought I'm happy for Brighton. Uh, I, I thought that in that very well-written episode, Brighton James played his reaction as Devon to Neil rather than Brighton to Kristoff. And I thought that was a, I thought it was very well done, and I thought it was well deserved. Carly, I thought it was beautiful. I thought um, Brighton's speech was beautifully done. I thought, you know, I thought it was all really very fitting. And I, I would have loved to have seen more of Kristoff and honoring him throughout the ceremony, although we did see a bit. So I thought it was really fitting that Brighton's very touching performance on YNR won an Emmy, and he paid homage to Kristoff that way. Jillian. Oh, I thought it was fantastic. I was too fine with that. I was like, this was good. I thought it was, I'm going to be honest with you, I thought it was going to be between him and Mark Grossman because Mark Grossman's real way, he chin-checks Victor for his shitty parenting. I was like, oh, that that they gave me chills. I, mm -hmm. I was That was fine. good. Yeah, I was fine with Brighton winning this. I damn sure wasn't, I was like, Valent, the James Patrick Stewart, no shade against you, but I'm like, I'm like, no, I'm sorry, just no. But Brighton's just went, you know, it just went there, you know. It wasn't histrionics. It was just, he always does the subtlety, in my opinion. Mike? Yeah, I agree. Um, I think this one was his to lose. I, um, My thing with Brighton was that he was able to differentiate between the character's reaction and his own personal reaction. So when I was watching him, I wasn't really feeling like he was being Brighton, but he was actually being Devon. Right. So um, I'm pretty cool with this. I agree with Jillian. I think Mark, Mark Grossman for being a first uh, freshman uh, soap mm -hmm. person did a great job against one of the powerhouses of soap opera. You got um, that? The only other one I thought could have been good was Paul Telfer, but I think really? that's a lot of because that's because we know what's going on. And um, I think Xander mm -hmm. is the set character that if you watch soaps, especially days, then you have a, a grasp on his entire acting ability rather than mm -hmm. just the one scene. But I have to disagree with you about James Patrick Stewart. I thought having um, these two scenes with him he kind of showed different sides. I thought he might have been a dark horse and he could have totally just personally, I feel like he could have been the major upset in this category, but I'm very happy with the way it turned well, out. MS didn't agree with you. <laughs> Jillian, Heather Tom won um, Outstanding Lead Actress. Oh, y'all. Oh, I knew my girl was bringing that home. <laughs> I knew. I knew because Heather takes it there when i say take it there i mean when she's doing an emotional scene or if she's gonna like when she's gonna be when uh katie is gonna be sick she is like no makeup 
I'm just, I'm going, I'm keeping it real. And she goes in there. She, she and Maura West, I was going to say, you know, hmm, I thought Maura West would have been like, surprise, Heffa. But when she and Maura <laughs> West have something like emotional, they owe it. I love the fact that they just go raw and, you know, no makeup, no nothing. They want it to be real. They want the canvas blank and their emotions just bleed all over it. And Heather does that. Heather does the damn thing. Like, ugh, I don't know how next year will be. I think her scenes where she, when they have that shitty ass, like, party at Brooks, that's going to probably be hers. But she had some really good scenes. I, I knew she was going to win it, but if Maura West came in there was like, not today, young lady, I would have been like, eh, I'm fine with that too. See, I was hoping that Maura would win. Uh, you never underestimate Heather Tom, obviously, but I, I was sort of maybe in the back of my mind hoping that Ari would finally get the recognition that she deserves. Uh, Carly, what do you think of this category? Every, I thought that all the aforementioned actresses had great had great reels. I wanted Catherine Kelly Lang to win. I think it's she's overdue for a win. I don't think yeah. her reel was the best. I don't think her reel was the best necessarily, but I thought given what she's had to play, and given the repetitive storylines she's dealt with, that I could feel Brooke's frustration bursting through the screen when I watched that reel, and I I wanted to see her bring it home, and I think that. Uh, yeah, I think that again, it's she's she's somebody who you know acting has so many different manifestations, and you know, craft wise, maybe Heather's and Mora's were probably, you know, where where the you know the Kaminsky method they was right where you wanted to be with mm. you know the the greats, and I don't disagree, but I I think Catherine's delivered a masterclass in acting for so long, especially in daytime, and I would have loved to have seen her take it home. But, you know, kudos to Heather. She delivers every time she's called upon. Now let's just get her some storylines to demonstrate those acting skills more often, please. Mike? <laughs> uh, my reaction is I, I was very happy to see Heather win because I love her. When she comes to town, uh, she does not play. There is no... Uh, backseat driving when she's uh, part of a scene. I will yeah. say that I, I liked Catherine Kelly Lang's reel. I was really kind of engaged with her uh, acting, but I felt like it lacked the emotional punch that Heather Tom gives, so that might have overshadowed one. Uh, Maura West was definitely the uh, oh. next contender with this. I'm not sure that I For love you. the... Well, no, I'm not sure that I actually felt like these were the best scenes. Love shady. <laughs> and then um, I was hoping for Arianne Zucker because we know what she did last year. But why the hell they picked this particular reel is beyond me. I mean, she was somebody playing somebody last year, and they didn't even well, dip into that at all. Well, we don't know what the, the reel was, though, either. I'm just going by what I saw. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Was uh, we saw her with Eric crying over uh, uh, Holly, and then the other one that we saw was her is Hope Tell. Oh yeah, Tony. yeah. So mm, yeah, mm, whatever. Uh, Josh, uh, yeah, I agree with what everybody said. I mean, Heather Tom. Quite frankly, they could give it to her every year, and they wouldn't be wrong. Um, I did not think that this was the best reel. I love Heather Tom. Um, and I think that she's amazing. I'm never going to argue with that. Uh, I thought actually, 
Cut it, Michael. <laughs> outside of the storyline, if you just looked at the clip totally, I thought Fanola Hughes had the best clip. Um, I don't like the story. I don't like anything. I thought her acting style and the subtlety of the tears and the side-by-sides, I thought it was brilliant. I was rooting for Ari as well. Um, but Heather Tom can never, you can never go wrong with Heather Tom. And she made history too. Yup, tied Slay mm-hmm. I'm like, Slay Zach may come out of retirement and say, not so fast there. Like, Slay Zach <laughs> is like, yeah, um, I need to dust off my acting. The role of Stephanie yes. Forrester is now played by. Oh, gosh. Ooh, wait a minute. I got to think on that. <laughs> you, <laughs> can't, you can't tell me that Erica Slay Zach would oh, not slay uh, as Stephanie Forrest. Hold up. I, I, mm, I did not say, I was not shading it. I said, I have to think <laughs> on that. I'm like, hmm, that would be good. However, the reason why I said I had to think on that, you know how fans do. Mm. Bold lovers will drag the dog shit out of her because she is not La Flannery and they'll be pissed that, she, yeah, that you killed her off and you didn't bring La Flannery back in the load. So I that's why I'm lost. I, I, I think the difference with that is that everybody knows that Susan Flannery chose to leave and that's yes, the reason the why. Same, no, that, yes, but days what not she's just calling it days. See, because you you getting in their wheelhouse and bringing someone back to the dead from the dead. <laughs> The only reason why I say that is because um, also Bold would have to do a media blitz where Flannery said in print, on podcasts, on TV, radio, carry a pigeon, smoke signal. She said, (laughs) I was approached by Brad and I told Brad no, because you already know how fans do. I'm telling you, even though we know that she wants to retire, she wanted to retire. They'd have Susan would have to Susan and Slayzak would be doing tour saying I want to do it thanks yeah can't so. you see the cover of Digest with Flannery and Slayzak on it and the title saying Passing the Torch right Ooh, and there's that, just a like, character you, you wouldn't you wouldn't even need you wouldn't even need a media tour if you just had that cover. Listen, I mean, Digest, the girls over at Digest, they are just bringing the shame, honey, and I love it. I'm saying, right? I, listen, I'm sorry, but um, look, Robin Strasser did good in a pinch. I saw some people mad, but that's Larissa Sorrell's role. Thank you. Email your mammy. Next question. Uh, Jason Thompson uh, <laughs> won for Outstanding Lead Actor. When we discussed the uh-huh. nominations originally, we were like, yeah, and even before that, when the episodes air, we were like, this is going to be his nomination <laughs> clip. He ended up winning for it. He actually had one of the, my two favorite moments of the evening with his, oh, his yeah. children there as he's doing the acceptance speech. And he's talking about the importance of Black Lives Matter. And as his children, the next generation, are just there and acting as children do, I thought it was wonderful. It was touching. And it's well-deserved for Thompson. Uh, Mike, what are your thoughts? Uh, Same. I will echo that. Uh, In the field of uh, these particular group of actors, um, I felt like he was a standout. uh, He gave us two different sides of Billy, aside from the one choking himself. I mean, one with Victoria, one with the conflict. I mean, it was not the best story, but you talk about turning shit into sugar— this guy got it and the gold. So I'm pretty happy with it. I thought his other competition, I was a little disappointed in Lindstrom's reel, to be honest, but yeah. uh, Torsten K uh, had a very engaging reel. He did. And um, so I'm pretty much okay with the way things turned out. So there. Josh? 
I agree. I agree uh, with most of what Michael said. I, I thought Torsten K might snatch it just based on the uh, re- just based on the reels because the re- the the abbreviated reel that we got basically is Jason Thompson as Billy Abbott fucking himself. He is on top of himself, choking himself in some weird BDSM scene. And I just thought, what am I watching? What is this? He's great. Jason Thompson is wonderful. I'm glad he won an Emmy. That was crap. It was utter and complete crap storyline, but I think that I, I'm glad for him. And I think it, his his was the best speech of the night because it wasn't his speech. I think it's how he lives. Carly? Yeah, it is how he lives based on what I know. But go ahead. Sorry. I completely agree with what everyone said so far. He's This is also his first win in six nominations, mm-hmm. and I think that it's really nice to see somebody who's so committed to daytime and so committed to diversity in every aspect like we were to, like um, was just mentioned, re- you know, get the win, celebrate with his family, and also he did a really lovely interview recently where he's talking about his daytime heroes and looking at some of the most long-running folks in the genre. And it's there was something that really appealed to me about that. You know, he's not talking about daytime as a stepping stone or as a learning, as a, you know, as a training ground. He's talking about no, these are the people that I have worked beside and I appreciate the longevity of their careers and I too aspire to be like that both in the quality of my performance and in the way I contribute to the genre. So I thought that was really it was all around fitting that for you know his really wonderful performances in spite of a very tricky storyline he uh, he brought home the gold. Jillian? Oh, I was we all knew that damn crazy ass storyline that Josh put him in. I was like, okay, this 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 your Emmy reel. You know, you know Weinar oh, yeah. used to be so seamless with it, but now when you know someone has a standalone, you know, that's their Emmy reel. That's their it's, submission. They, but Jason taking off of Bold and the Be- what Bold and the Beautiful has done for years. You Joel Farron Phelps. And Joel, yeah. But you know, um Mo Bob Guza, don't you get that when <laughs> Bob Guza, he was a G at doing that alpha. But um, back to Jason. But he did the sh- he he, in my opinion, took a play like Kim Zimmer must have called him and said when he was like, "How do I turn this shit into sugar?" And he was she was like, "Baby, let me give you the recipe on how to do that." Me walking through paintings and shit. Um, because he tore that thing up. I thought it was great. The other men in that category, I was kind of disappointed by their reels. John Lindstrom, I thought for sure, I thought it was going to be between Jason and John for sure. And mm, his his reels really stunned me. Torsten, hmm, what else, child? Um, Steve Burton, you just didn't give any emotions to me, sweetie. Like, you know, when people, I used to be like, oh, why y'all calling him the Borg? But when he's <laughs> talking about Sam being away from her kids and, you know, um, and talking to Danny about it. I'm like, I did not feel that you were emotionally gutted that your lifestyle contributed to this. I just didn't. I did not. I did not. And Teo Peng, let's walk through a door. And then he also was chin checking, um, uh, Kristen, uh, Kristen, Nicole, Ari, uh, Stacy, whoever it was. <laughs> so I was, it, it just didn't move me, but Jason's was pretty well. And I mean, I was cool with Jason saying what he did because mm-hmm. his wife is, I believe she's black. So pff, he'd be a fool. I'm not to say something like, 
I'm just keeping it real. And Jason's always been about that life. So he always been woke. So I'm cool with that too. I'm sorry if people are mad that we're talking about it, but Hey, it's a social, it's, it's a human, it's a human. What's Lord? I don't blanked out. It's, it's human a, rights. Yes. Yeah, human, human rights issue. It's a human rights. Some of the things that have happened on social media podcasts, various other places over the course of last year, the daytime Emmy red carpet had there been one might've been a very awkward place. Um, oh yes! Yeah. So, oh, see, damn! Now I, I do live for it. Oh, That's what we thing, live but for. the thing about that is, is as 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 awkward as it would have been, and as juicy as it would have been, the fact that it would be taking place is a sad testament of how much work still has to be done. Um, the Bold and the Beautiful won for outstanding writing. Josh, what'd you think? Um. Uh, you know, it. You know, this was not a Drew Tyler Bell moment of gasp, but it really was a surprise. Um, uh, it, it was. I don't get it. Um, I love. I'm happy for Michelle Valjean and Patrick Mulcahy and uh, the whole writing team at The Bold and the Beautiful. But I really thought that this was the award Young and the Restless should have won for the for the mm-hmm. tribute that they crafted for Neil. The writing there was stellar. It was amazing. Days, I thought, had very good submission around um, the time jump. Bold? Uh, I don't... This was not my favorite storyline, and it was just a whole bunch of Annika Noel screaming, (gasps) and I... (laughs) You're not And that's not... And that's not writing. I disagree. Um, So I don't... (laughs) Also, um, I thought it was very telling that the submission General Hospital put out for best writing was a musical montage with no words. <laughs> Carly, hmm. what'd you think? I mean, hmm. I think hmm. that cackle sort of said it all. Um, hmm. Now, I, I think I, I agree with mostly what's been said so far. I think I would have loved to see YNR win for their be- that beautiful tribute to Neil. I also think that seeing Days, one of the things that struck me about the way that um, the had writers talked about the way they crafted their storyline, reminded me of the fact that this time jump storyline was something that they hadn't hadn't been done before. And when we're talking about innovation or new and interesting things, we, you know, regardless of whether we loved every moment of how it's panned out, that was something really new and interesting. Mm-hmm. And I think that, you know, whether or not that in and of itself deserved an Emmy, I, I can't say, but I think that when you look at compared to the three, you know, to the to bold storyline and to General Hospital storyline, neither of those two were innovative and one was interesting, maybe. Um, I think um, YNRs, however, again, was would in the other one that would have deserved, I think, have deserved um, to, to compete with days for it. But again, I think that Bold does have one of the most talented writing teams, as you mentioned, out there. And I think I would love to see some of those writers named earlier, like Michelle and Patrick, really, you know, get to have their voice, you know, really see them come to the fore even more, hopefully, in the coming year. Julian? I mean, listen, it was <laughs> an upset. I was like, I wasn't expecting that. But as I sat and I thought, I said, you know what? Brad submitted stuff that also made him knock YNR off the number one perch. If you remember, around that time frame, Brad did something that no other show did in recent years was, well, yeah, 
in the past, what, 10 years or so, it's notched them off the perch. The reason why I say 10 or so years is because I'm thinking about One Life to Live. When they were about to go to the upper room, they would spank in asses with all the ratings. Yeah, they were. It wasn't a fluke for one or two months. They continuously did it. The only one that they didn't get was head of households. And I believe if they had more time, they probably would have got, gotten that ass too. So, but Brad, um, Brad submitted the stuff that got him to knock off the top, the competition. And, you know, he also, his stuff was not network interference with, you know, YNR had, has network, you know, execs that, can say so and brad pretty much has autonomy over there so i was like mm, i mean gh i was so glad it wasn't gh oh. I, thought, I really thought this was going to be yr's to win i thought this was theirs but i mean i'm just gonna be honest this some people may say that this sounds tacky but i'm just gonna keep it a buck i feel as though josh use Kristoff's death as oh, say it to, as a way to garner an Emmy. I'm not now, this is what I'm saying here. I'm not saying that he was like, ooh, he's dead. And no, I'm saying like he thought, okay, I have something to use. And, you know, with his death, I'm just going to kill off the character, which is fine. And this is going to garner me an Emmy. And, it, you know, some of the scenes were good, but also... You just did not feel the emotions. As a viewer, for me, I was like, some of it just did not feel, I did not feel the emotions for it based on his writing. So I was like, the only emotions I felt was Brighton's. Mm -hmm. I just Khalil's. didn't. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Oh, I didn't like Crystal. Um, yeah, I, um, no, that for you, that's but for Shamar, you. Shamar, <laughs> I got you with Shamar though. That's for you, Lou. Mike, but, what were your thoughts yeah. on writing? <laughs> Uh, I will echo Jillian. It was definitely an upset that I didn't see coming. I thought this was YNR's to win. Um, and for me, this kind of highlights the difference between best writing and best show. Um, oh, I feel yeah. like YNR, uh, with what they had, really had the writing um, on on what sword I'm looking for on, on point on lock. Um, but from what I can see of what bold submitted, you know, that episode has, you know, tension and two guys fighting and emotions and it's an umbrella story. It included many characters in the, in the cast. So, or uh, on the show. So I feel like, uh, it's an upset, but you know, this is what B and B does really well. They are really good at putting together, um, a smoke and reel. And, and, you know, I was just going to say with Days, Days did, you know, do a feat that no other show has done with the time jump. However, I write it down, Luke, take a picture, tweet about it. I'll probably block you, but whatever. Um, <laughs> Luke did bring up a point where I was like, you know what, this damn Luke her. When I was talking <laughs> to somebody, I said, you know, Days had a lot of exposition with that time jump if they had just showed what happened when they were going over it with some flashbacks with a little bit more flashbacks i think the voting block would have been like oh but if you have them talking about what happened and a flashback here and a flashback there you know 
they won't know what you did. You know what I'm saying? Unless they are sitting and watching days. So you did bring that point that they had some exposition, sir. So tip your little hat and let's go. I'll take the cookie. Thank you. Um, uh, The Young and the Restless won Outstanding Drama Series. Uh, Jillian? I mean, it's pretty much what I echoed before. They, Josh... I'm look, I'm not saying he exploited this man's death, but you were given well. something and he just, you know what I'm saying? He ran with it. And I thought, you know, when he didn't win best writing for that, I was like, well shit. Um, but I mean, best show, I will just that's that's to me, that's the actors put their foot in it when given the circumstances. The actors put their foot in it, you know, with the cinematography and the music. So, I mean, you know, okay. kudos to them. Carly? I can only echo what's uh, been said so far. I, you know, I think it's sort of, you know, aside from, you know, a handful of bright spots, who would have said Weiner was the best drama last year? I Nobody. don't think. Exactly. No. And, and I understand that, you know, they only submit a certain, they don't submit the entire year's worth of shows. But I also think that context can't be taken for granted. And I think, you know, it's, you know, just I'm rolling my eyes so far back in my head for the majority, the majority of the year that I don't see what the, you know, there are a couple really bright spots, like, you know, the very moving tribute to Kristoff. But again, I think there's so much more that could have been done with the canvas they have that, you know, why reward mediocrity most of the time? Mike, you know, it's so ironic with that win though. And you know, it's so damn ironic with that win. I'm just going to go here. You YNR has for years, we've been crowing. They, you know, they don't show the black families unless they, unless they want something Emmy worthy. And I'm like, damn, in the past couple of years, you didn't do anything with Kristoff, but Kristoff netted y'all a win. That's fucking telling the Kristoff and the Winters family netted you a win. That's something telling. And y'all need to do better. Like Tony Moreno, I'm calling you out too, sweetie. And oh girl, Sally Sussman, you let him go on TV with no hair combed. Oh, I was like, there's some pomade in that thing. Oh my God. But yeah, I'm calling you out too. Like, do better. Do better when y'all start up. Mike, what'd you th- what'd you think? Well, I'm gonna say thank you to Jillian for bringing this up because I was trying to figure out how to say this in the most diplomatic way possible. I thought the episodes that they wrote for Neil were amazing, but I felt like they were also exploiting this particular event because they were writing from their own hearts. Uh, I feel like even there, you know, this man was an integral part of their show. And, and when he died, it was sudden and tragic. It wasn't, Oh God, I hate to say it this way. It wasn't hard to put your heart and soul into writing an episode that paid tribute to this man. And, And in a year, of the young and the restless, I that that's the only way that I can say it without really being trashy. I mean, Josh, 
I agree, uh, both Jillian and, and Michael and uh, Carly as well, um, that uh, they should be commended for taking the time with the episode and uh, giving fans a send off for Neil. But this is the difference in writing and best show. The Young and the Restless was a fucking dumpster fire last year, and this was one story. This is one story that they were forced to create that they then put all of their Emmy hopes on. That means there was nothing else the entire year that probably was Emmy worthy. Billy, probably well, Billy's, Billy's little. But if they Billy's had, but if they had up, shown yeah. those episodes around that entire storyline, it would have been laughable. You had to actually focus on Jason Thompson and not look at the entirety of that story because it was terrible. Um, but, and that's for me, for me, but the, um, I, I did, I felt uncomfortable the entire time that I thought, People are tweeting about them and the black storyline. And I thought, this isn't a black storyline. This is, they stumbled, someone died. They were forced into this storyline. They didn't create a storyline around Neil. I, I, it's, I, I, I'm, t- I'm jumping on what Jillian said here because to me, they did, they're, they're, Neil has been a, too much of a background character for a decade. And I, I don't know. It, it was very uncomfortable for me to watch because I just thought this is the irony there's something, was, something doesn't ring true here the Rapper? irony just wasn't lost on me that you know you did nothing with him but he got you a win so every time you look at that Emmy you 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 know they need to just shake their heads and be like damn we should have done more and you should do more now with his with his on screen uh, family so going around the circle real quick, what were your favorite moments from the Emmys that if you haven't already touched on them, Mike, you up first. Well, I like the um, flashback tribute. Some of them didn't make sense. I would have preferred a little bit more uh, soap opera, but you know, you can't go wrong with a Susan Lucci for the win. That is nope. probably one of the most amazing speeches and moments in television soap history. history. Not uh, just soap, yeah. television. Yeah. And it also, to my opinion, when she won, that was started to become the, the end of yep. them. Yep. Yeah, Jillian, the moment she won. Favorite moments? I thought the Lucci moment was funny when she, you know, I forgot when she was like, you know, I won't go back home with all the cards and the cookies. I'm like, damn, y'all used to send her cookies and chocolate. <laughs> <laughs> I thought that was funny. Um, yeah, I like the flashback moments. Um, yeah, I, I really do. I like the flashback moment. Uh, Jesus, the one that um, James Reynolds mentioned. Yes. I uh, cannot uh, remember that man's that name. Y'all know I'm one not. Life to live. Yes, Al. I think. Oh <laughs> yeah, they showed his win. Yes, uh, I can't remember his name. Lord, I think y'all it was know Al I'm... Freeman Jr. Yes. yes. There you go. See, we got a you know we got a, our own encyclopedia here, Tony. <laughs> oh. <laughs> So, yes, and I love that when I'm just like, damn, this is daytime got to do better. Like Hollywood has been talking about doing better. Daytime is very fucking quiet and that's very telling. Right. So when y'all get y'all bitch asses back up and running, I'm going to be on y'all like white on rice. Carly? Pun intended. Mm. Favorite moments? <laughs> I think like everybody else, it was the Lucci flashback. I've seen that clip a thousand times and it never gets old and I wish that that you know I, I just want to I want to put that joy in a bottle and you know bring it out at difficult times I just it, it's so infectious and I, I miss I miss seeing Susan Lucci on my screen it reminded me how much I miss seeing her on my screen Josh favorite moments from the broadcast um I would say Brighton James and Brittany Sarpy mm-hmm. I thought the genuine oh, yeah, that was joy 
the genuine joy on their faces in in their moment in that living room. I just thought it was great. And Melody Thomas Scott. I was hmm. gonna, that was going to Look be. At her. May we all go <laughs> through COVID her. with Melody Thomas Scott's hair. <laughs> yep. um, I know. Also, she I said, thought, "Look, I, I'm, I'm also, on TV." Uh, right? She like she like if we could all make it through COVID looking like Melody Thomas she Scott. She said, "You're not gonna catch me slipping." Nope. I got a wind machine. What? You tell that to Tony Morena and Sally Sussman Morena. I'm oh, like, Tony, why did you come on TV with this? So uh, the other camp. thing is like, okay, so Melody Thomas <laughs> Scott, I love Jason Thompson with his family and his acceptance speech. Those were highlights. I mm-hmm. really enjoyed Cookie Monster. Um, that was unexpected. <laughs> I didn't expect <laughs> to enjoy it, but I really enjoyed Cookie Monster. I do have to sort of like do give a little bit of side eye to whoever it was i think it was directing whoever oh, accepted that-, that award with all those christmas lights i was like what that was th- what that is was this I, like when yeah. i saw this i was looking it's at it and i was like gone the, um, wind the dj and- this person is a dj at a dive gay bar um, <laughs> I was like, "What? What? What's going on here?" Everybody else, he everybody else's was so like light and nice and looked wonderful, and then it was like a black tunnel with Christmas in July. With Christmas in July, and I'm like, "There's some gay bars I've been to that sort of look like this." Uh, and it, he it also... did not feel Emmy worthy. Let's put it that way. Did you hear and a little? He... Oomch, oomch, oomch. Right, right. <laughs> yes. Quoted Scarlett O'Hara in his expected oh, yeah. speech, oh, and I was like, "Bruh, are you under a rock? Like you're just very clueless right now." But you work for Frank, so because <laughs> Frank seems to be tone deaf on many fronts. All he worried about is that win because he's one of the people that got, he was nominated too for that uh, directing win. Uh, but it's like, yeah, Frank, yes. That, ugh, that's, that Ebenezer Scrooge crap. I'm like, uh-huh. that was just such trash. But yeah, like, dude, read the room next time. Like, know your audience, literally, with that stupid speech. On that note, (laughs) we are going to leave everybody with the wonderful visual of Melody Thomas Scott's fabulous hair to get them through COVID. (laughs) Until next time, you can follow us on Twitter, twitter.com slash dcconfidential. Like us on Facebook, facebook.com slash dcconfidential. You can find me on Twitter at Luke underscore Kerr. Mike is at MPJ24. Jillian is at Jillian Bow. Josh is at Dr. Josh09. And Carly is at Carly A. Silver. Yep. On Twitter. We well, look at you. You got it all in one shot. I can't remember if it was A or underscore. Uh, we thank you for listening. Until next time.